Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, brought to you by Mattress Direct, your local sleep specialist. Each week, we take you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexa Zotos with KMOV. For more than a century, St. Louisans have flocked to South Grand for handmade and hand-dipped chocolates and candies at Merb's Candies. The neon sign beckons customers into the corner store where they're greeted with the sweet smell of chocolate. In the back, employees handcraft chocolates on equipment that's been around for decades, some of it older than Taylor Bearden. Taylor and her sister are the third generation to operate the candy store in South St. Louis. Their grandfather bought it in the 1970s after seeing an ad in the newspaper. We sat down with Taylor to talk about the store, the candy they're famous for, and what it means to carry on a legacy of a small business started by a woman back in 1921. So let's meet Taylor. Get the best price on brand name mattresses at Mattress Direct. You'll get the guaranteed lowest price and the non-commissioned sleep specialists will make sure you get the right mattress for the way you get to sleep. You'll sleep better knowing you got the best price on the right mattress when you shop local at St. Louis Mattress Direct. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) We are sitting inside of your family's longtime candy shop down in South City. The smell, I wish our listeners could smell it in here because it smells amazing. I always am curious, do you still smell it when you walk in the door? No. (laughs) I quit smelling it when I was a kid. I came back from college and I could smell it for a few months and it's back to no smell. That's so funny. So yeah, give us a little backstory of your family and how they came to own uh, the candy shop here. Okay, so my family, my grandfather, Robert, he bought it in the early 70s. He saw it in the newspaper, like the New York Times. Like for sale candy yeah, shop? Yeah, it was for sale. Um so then he decided, oh, okay, I'm going to try and be a candy maker. Had he had any experience in that? Uh, no, he was actually a hairdresser. So no, he had no experience. My family also owned Nettie's, the flower shop that was on okay. the corner. So like my grandmother had a little bit of gotcha. business experience. But no, my grandfather had no business experience whatsoever other than being a hairdresser. So he um, created our caramel recipe that we still use to this day. Our bionic apples that we're very well known for. Mm-hmm. He created that right one, like the bionic man or woman came out. Okay. And so that's why they named it the way it was. Okay. He did like a whole commercial and all kinds of, he was a little eccentric. So I love that. he had so much fun though, creating and tweaking all of the recipes. The current um, cook that we have, my grandfather actually taught him wow. to cook and he's been cooking here since the 80s amazing which is crazy and so then did your parents kind of take on so then my mom decided in the late 80s she decided she wanted to be a partner so she bought part of it from my grandfather Mm -hmm. and then in the 90s she bought my grandfather out and my grand then my father my mother ran the candy store up until her passing Mm. I was helping then, my sister was helping, and now I'm kind of running it for now. So was it sort of, were you guys always here? What was that like growing up, sort of inside of a candy shop? It was crazy, because you could just walk around and get whatever candy you wanted. <laughs> you could, mom always would let us, always let us bring candy to all our friends and teachers, and felt very normal and natural, <laughs> which everyone, you know, you get to play in the chocolate, you get to 
Yeah, I'm sure all your friends were jealous. They were. It was always cool. Every kid's dream to like have their own candy shop. It really is. And it's fun to see when the customer's kids come in here, how excited they get Mm -hmm. just to be a kid in a candy store and get their perspective. So did you always kind of think in the back of your mind that you'd come back to this? Or did you think, I want nothing to do with this for a while? I wanted nothing to do with it. And I'm winding (laughs) up back here, which is very crazy. I did not think I needed to do any ounce of this at all, but I wound up doing it. Right. What, and what does that mean to you to kind of be carrying on that generational situation here? It's wonderful. And also to be a female owned business. Cause our original owner was a female mm. and then my mom owned it as a yeah. female. And now me and my sister, both are females and we own it. Amazing. So. Yeah. What's the original origin story? Cause I understand it's been around since like 1920s. It's been 1921. Wow. The original owner was Emma Merb. So she started everything and then it was in this location basically since then. Wow. So it's crazy to think back in the 20s that there was a female who was able to do this. Yeah. And then she sold it to a family and then after that our family bought it. So I'm third generation of our family. So it's been in our family for over 50 years. Wow. What is the candy shop mean to this neighborhood here in South City? I think it's a staple for people for South City. Everyone in South City always knows it. It's a landmark. Everyone, you know, people come and drive sometimes from like West and South County Mm -hmm. and just say how excited they are that they get to come back to their old neighborhood, see it and see that we're a staple on the corner still. We haven't moved from where we've always been right. from the beginning. Yeah, and it's such, you know, you've got that neon sign outside just kind of beckoning those customers in. That sign, <laughs> I can't even tell you how long it's been there. It's like a piece of history. Right. So let's talk about some of the candy. You talked about your grandpa making that caramel recipe that yes. you guys still use today. Tell us about that recipe. What makes your caramel so special? It's a sweeter caramel, and then it's all handmade. So the people in back, we have the big, huge cookers. We cook it from scratch. Like all the ingredients go in it. We don't buy a ready-made caramel. Mm -hmm. We legitimately make it from start to finish. So it does have a very like sweet kind of taste to it. We're also known we have our snappers, which are turtles that have that same caramel and pecans that everyone loves. Along with our heavenly hash, mm. which we actually make our own marshmallow here Ooh. from scratch, which most people don't do that. Yeah. Either. So why and why is that something that was so important for your family for that sort of handmade from scratch when we're talking about all this candy? Because it tastes better when it's made from scratch. You're not getting all these other ingredients, things like that. It's legitimately coming and being cooked here. So it's not, you know. You have to wait to get all that and put it together. It's legitimately fresh. That's why sometimes we're out of things because we take enough time to hand make everything with lots of love. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like, what is a time process for some of those things? I mean, I don't know how to make marshmallows. So like, what is a a time frame? It takes a whole day for us to make marshmallow. Wow. And then the, each piece of the marshmallow is dipped. So the people in back will stand there and dip it all in the chocolate and then put it in big pans. Then it gets topped with some chocolate and pecans, and then someone else has to sit there and cut it all. Wow. So it is not an easy process. It takes quite a while to make all of that. What is your most popular candy? I would have to say our um, turtles, which we call snappers, Mm -hmm. are most popular. 
our apples when it's seasonal, those go like crazy. They're in Deerbergs and Schraubs and we sell a ton of those. And then Heavenly Hash mm-hmm. and Molasses Puff are oh. our top priorities for all How, those. How... Um- when you talk about being in other stores, so when did that happen? When did you guys sort of expand out of we, just selling in the candy shop? I think it was right around the 90s mm-hmm. when my parents bought it. We went to Deerberg's for them to supply for our apples, mm-hmm. and then they also supply our Easter candy. Okay. So they do some rabbits and bunnies, and then they do our marshmallow eggs and our marshmallow caramel eggs. Oh, okay. So those are all made and shaped like little eggs and kind of cute how big are holidays for you guys they are a vital to our business if we didn't have people coming in for those holidays it would not be good so yes very vital we work like crazy during holiday (laughs) what's the biggest holiday for candy valentine's day just because everyone wants chocolate covered Mm -hmm. strawberries and it takes they're only good for two to three days so you have to make them right that second and then basically you're taking them off the belt and you're selling them out the front door. Yeah, we're approaching Valentine's Day. I always think of your chocolate-covered strawberries because those are something that my mom always gets me. So, yeah, talk to us about that because you've got to have those strawberries fresh. They've got to be dipped and sold right then and there. Yes. What's that process like? So we have people in the back who are, like, washing them, pulling the stems off of the chocolate-covered strawberries. Mm-hmm. Then from there, we take the boxes and we bring them over to the belt, and then they get ran through the belt so they get bottomed on the bottom with the chocolate and then the chocolate runs through and then coats the top and the rest of it and then it goes through the belt and it's basically like a huge air conditioner (laughs) and it dries the chocolate is the best way to say it so it's like refrigerated Mm -hmm. and it goes down till the end of the belt and then we have two people cupping the strawberries putting them in boxes someone else weighing them and then they're going out into our store wow and yep. how many strawberries do you guys go through <laughs> Valentine's Day season? I have no idea, but <laughs> it is a ton of strawberries. Like, they are flying off the shelf. We're having people sometimes wait if, you know, we get backed up, but mm-hmm. they are flying off the shelf. I have no idea, though. <laughs> what does that mean to you to know so many people, like, that's their Valentine's Day tradition? I think it's so sweet. It's I mean, it's sweet that so many people remember it from their childhood or remember it for all those years. You have those older people who remember coming down here for that. And it's just adorable. And Mm -hmm. it's so sweet and sentimental that people still take their time to come to the store to get them when it can be much more convenient to go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, we know in the age of convenience, I mean, people can heck order things online, have them delivered in a day. But for many people, there's that idea of like that, that bit of love that involves like, I'm going to go to the candy shop that I've gone to for years and pick up this sweet treat. That's exactly what it is. And you remember, you see the kids, you know, a lot of people say, I remember as a kid, my dad used to come down or mom used to come Mm -hmm. down and get them. And then now they're fully grown and they're getting them for their their wives, husbands, significant others, kids. It's amazing to hear and see all of that difference. And how they keep the tradition alive. When you talk about making these different candies, there's obviously not only a lot of love that goes into it, but a lot of people that are back there. Are people kind of surprised that so many of these things are made, that there's so many little hands that touch it because there's so many little moments that make this candy 
handmade. Yes. A lot of people think it's a big, huge production and we're a big, huge factory. We are not that big of a factory. We don't have a ton of people, but we do take a ton of extra love to put in it. And there's been a lot of people who have made this candy for many, many years. Yeah. So how does that work in terms of like machine versus handmade? Like when does a machine kind of help streamline that process Like versus these are all done by hand? Yeah. Like all of our clusters are all dipped by hand, but like a lot of the square pieces of candy, we do run that through the belt, mm-hmm. but... So we do do a variety and then like our cute little chocolate covered hearts, we all hand make all of those. So wow. those aren't done by a machine. We legitimately put them in the molds, put them in the refrigerator, pull them out, baggage, package them. There's a lot that goes into each piece of candy that people don't even realize wow. that we're taking so much time just to make each thing to make it special because it's the way you remember it. I feel like I watched an interview with, I guess it was your mom talking about when she was a kid, she remembered your grandpa saying like, we could go on vacation or we could get this, this machine for the shop. Talk to me about that. Like, what do you remember about that aspect of growing up? We still have that machine. We still are using that same exact cream machine. We still have it to this day. (laughs) And we still make our creams on that machine as crazy as that sounds. We have a system where a lot of the belts and stuff, I remember as a child. So we try and keep very much the same, everything stays the same mechanisms. I don't really remember mom telling us that we had to get a piece of machinery over (laughs) her thing. Thankfully, I mean, I guess I was a little more blessed than that. But yeah, she has not done that to us. But yeah, I mean, we have used the same machinery for forever and um, it's older, but like the guys can fix it, which is great because it's not super computerized. Mm -hmm. Some of the things. Right. Sometimes the older, the better, you know, sometimes new machine things break a lot lot easier. Yes. (laughs) These ones don't have as many like mechanical, Mm -hmm. like electronic that they (laughs) cannot fix, which is amazing. Um, Talk to me about growing this business into the future as sort of the next generation to take it on how do you see it moving forward we definitely will need to do like more of an online presence because i know the convenience factor Mm -hmm. with a lot of people i know that's a big thing or maybe moving where we have a few more products in a grocery store or some type of store would maybe help streamline Mm -hmm. it. There's so many different options that we have, thankfully, because everyone knows our product and our brand and our name, and they know what we stand for. So that's kind of what I'm going to have to start looking into, finding ways. You guys have another location too, correct? We do. It's on Concord Village Avenue. It's actually been there for like 30 years Mm. at the location that it's currently at. And was that just a matter of expanding or having another location? It was that we needed another location for expanding. Um, It's a great little spot. It's, you know, people from like West County, it's a little more easier Mm -hmm. to get to. A lot of South County, it's easier, but we still have a lot of those people who like to come to the city Mm because that's what they remember. Right. There's the nostalgia factor. Yes, pretty much. Um, Share some of your favorite moments being in this shop. Uh, You know, what is something that you remember, whether it's from childhood or young adulthood about, about working here? I remember like being trained on the register and mm-hmm. seeing how excited 
some people would get to come back and have that candy. They may have been gone for five or 10 Mm -hmm. years and come back and try that candy and be like, it tastes exactly the same. Like I remember this from my childhood. That's some of my favorite things or the other fun things that we have pictures and memories from is my mom used to put me in a box and take me to work with her. Like that, that's, that's so what she do. She put us in an apple box and pull us around because mm-hmm. we were too young to be able to right. do things. She needed to go to work. So Absolutely. she would do that. I mean, there's so many or like also all the mainly most of the guys that are in back have been with me since my childhood. Wow. How, what does that mean that there's obviously that loyalty aspect to a business that your family has created? It's amazing. You don't find people. I was just asking them because I couldn't even remember. One's been here 23 years. Wow. One's been here 40 years and another one's been here 15 years. That's incredible. So they've been here. One of them's been here longer than like I've even been born, which is crazy. And they are the sweetest, kindest people. And it is amazing their loyalty to us. Are there new recipes being created? You guys have obviously the the nostalgia aspect of of these things that people love and this this um what's the word I'm looking for? There's it it remains the same. It tastes the same, which is a huge part of why people come back. But are you guys thinking of new things? Is that something for the future? Yes. I definitely think we will need to change um, a few things, maybe not like add things, not mm-hmm. change our current recipes <laughs> by any means. I would say yes, because people's tastes change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like when the salt craze came, we have the salted caramels now and sometimes we do the salted snappers. So we do adapt a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think maybe in the future that would be something we would need to come up with maybe some cool new recipe or something I imagine like that. that. That's got to be kind of tough, that like balancing act of like finding new while keeping the old uh, to not upset the, the longtime customers, but maybe woo in somebody else. Yeah, it definitely is a balancing act. Try and find just the right spot between, you know, both sides. Yeah. As a small business, what's the biggest challenge as you are going up against sort of big box stores and things like that, that convenience of people just going online? What's the biggest challenge as a small business? Definitely keeping our prices competitive since we are making everything from hand. Um, sometimes our prices can be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's a big factor. But at the same point, we have a lot of loyal customers and we don't cut corners. So they understand. So that's a big thing is price and convenience. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And I imagine sometimes that's a helping people understand what goes into the chocolates, the, the time and that care and each of those steps. It definitely does. Once people learn, oh, it's handmade and it's not just a big, huge factory, Mm -hmm. people are and people are looking to support local businesses, Mm -hmm. especially after this pandemic. And so many businesses that went down, we're lucky that we're still here. Yeah. How have you seen that sort of desire from our community to shop local, that support for local businesses, how helpful has that been? It's been entirely helpful. There are a ton of loyal people who do shop small business, mm-hmm. which is great for us. And it gets our name into the community. And those people who are supporting small business are going and telling their friends, hey, I had this amazing experience. Maybe you should go try it too. Yeah. Yeah. It really is incredible that that 
we see that, especially I feel like St. Louis does it really well, that idea of like really wanting to shop local. Are you guys shipping outside of St. Louis? We what? do. If you call our store, we're more than happy to ship in the United States. Like we ship all the time to California, mm. New York. Like, especially with the apples, everybody calls in because they have not been able to find an apple like that. Yeah, so, so every- talk to us about the apples. What makes them so special that people are like, we must have these? It's the combination. We use the um, southern pecans, which a lot of people, we directly get them from Georgia. Like, I speak, I have a broker who she used to You have to a own- pecan broker. <laughs> I love it. She used to actually own the company and then she sold it. It was her family's company. Mm. I speak to her, so we get stuff directly from from the source so that does help out immensely that we are going directly to the source we're using as fresh of ingredients as we possibly can as soon as like those apples are being picked they're being shipped to us so and then the gorgeous sweet caramel that i'm obsessed with still (laughs) and it's been years but all of that combination like that sweet with the tartness is amazing Mm -hmm. and there just isn't anything like it oh my goodness that sounds you're making me starving (laughs) What's your favorite candy? My favorite candy would have to be um, the turtles is probably my favorite. And then my second favorite would have to be the molasses. Mm. Yum. Yeah. And is that something that has stayed true since you were a kid? Or did you like different things when you were younger? I mean, it does constantly change, but those are like staples. Like one day I'll be like, oh, I want a pecan cluster. Oh, now I want a cashew cluster. Oh, now I need a snapper today. Oh, I want a caramel thing. There is, I don't know. I change all the time. (laughs) That's got to be tough. I feel like I would just be like eating candy all the time, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe when you're here or is it that you still want it all the time? I eat candy like every day it's bad I'm like let me have a bite of this let me taste and see does it taste any different today you've got to be the quality control right (laughs) someone's got to do it (laughs) pretty much is what I do I'm like hmm let's make sure this is correct well and I do think that though when you've got sort of that high quality candy you can have just like a little bit like you know you don't need as much as like the more like generic stuff because it's so much richer and, and tastier when you've got that sort of homemade product. It definitely does leave a wonderful taste in your mouth. And you're just like, then again, I'm just like, mm, I could eat some more of this. <laughs> you would think I would be sick of it by now. But oh, no, no my no. mom throughout the year still like I was having to bring her candy home when she wasn't here. Can you bring me this home? Of Can you course. bring me that? And I'm like, OK, I understand the addiction. It is. I mean, I will, I'm 100 percent like such a candy fiend. Like I probably have candy every day, too. So um, so Valentine's Day is right now. Easter right around the corner. So are you guys already sort of planning for Easter? We are. So as soon as we get done with Valentine's Day, we start making Easter right then. And so. Like, it's maybe like a day or two, and then we're like, okay, time to get the bunny molds out and start getting everything ready to make the marshmallow caramel eggs and the marshmallow eggs, like, right away. Like, as soon as Valentine's done, right that next second, we're already prepping for Easter. What is it something that you want people to know if they're listening and they've never been here? What can they expect as they open up those doors and walk into the shop? What do you want them to know? That is just like a homey small business that's been around for a very long time and we're very friendly and 
Does each person sort of have their favorite thing? Like if someone asks for recommendations, I, I imagine each person kind of has their favorite. Yes. We all steer each other differently or we'll kind of ask the customer, well, do you like marshmallow because it's homemade or do you like nuts or more like creamy centers mm-hmm. or yeah, we try and ask a little bit of questions. So that way we're steering them towards something or sometimes they like to put a box together with different candies in it that way they can try different things yeah. which is great yeah absolutely uh and again valentine's day is around the corner so if people want to get those chocolate starved strawberries do they just need to come in they need to call what's the advice to make sure that their loved one is getting what they want for the holiday and you definitely come to grand we always have them because our belts are constantly running we do supply as much as we possibly can to south but I suggest if you want to guarantee you come right down here and the belts go into almost 24-7. So you may have to wait a few minutes to get them. We don't take pre-orders, but we definitely will have them. Wow. Just may take a few minutes for you to get so through. So it's always go. So, I mean, that just like gives people that understanding of how many you guys are making. We are here from like 7 a.m. to midnight with the belts. We are here constantly making those chocolate covered strawberries so every loved one can get them. As you heard, holidays are one of the biggest drivers of their success. So with Valentine's Day right around the corner, you might not want to miss out on picking up some candy for your loved ones. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll meet you back here next week.